0: Hello and happy Monday. Welcome back to the Horny Housewife podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. If you're new, every single week we're discussing all things sex, marriage, the realities of both of those experiences together, and the ups, the downs, the shit talking, the giggles. We're going to not take things personally and not sugarcoat things. And while I'm being brutally honest, I am totally gonna be solution-oriented and do my damnedest to get you to understand your spouse's POV in order for you to connect and that result and more intimacy. The physical touch intimacy, the connection intimacy, all the good, pleasurable things because life is too damn short not to be fucking getting off. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. I have a little story time, a little personal experience that I experienced this week. And I'm like, I'm going to tell the podcast because I think this could help somebody. Anybody who's ever related with the feeling of performance anxiety, and now maybe for women, maybe just In a funk, or you're all up in your head, whether it's stress for whatever reason, and that headspace is taking away from you being able to show up for your man sexually. And it's almost like now it kind of feels like a chore and a burden, and you don't even want it to. You're like, why do I feel like this? Like, ugh, like I hate this feeling. Can you relate? I wish I could hear answers. Can you relate? Yes or no. But guys, I feel like we just call it performance anxiety instead of the mind fuck, but it's that's still a mind fuck too. I know you have things to get hard, things to do. Maybe she wants you to be dominant and assertive and push her up against a wall, and you're all in your head, and you're like, "I need to perform. I need to magic mic this girl. I don't know if I have it in me. Do I have it in me?" My story I'm about to tell you, what I did can be applied for either. The male I just described or the female I described. This tactic, this tip, this solution that got me out of my headspace and my result was really great, really great, delicious sex when I didn't even think I was in the mood. Yeah, yeah. So it's a hot tip and I am passing it on and maybe it sounds simple, But sometimes we need reminders of the simple ways to just bring us right back to the moment so we aren't robbing ourselves from them. Anxiety is a bitch and it takes us out of the moment and I think I literally have an anxiety disorder and I'm raw-dogging life because I don't wanna take anxiety medication from a pharmacy because it just makes you a zombie if you know you fucking know. And she's an anxious bitch. She's an anxious bitch. And because sometimes it's so much, I was like, I need to figure out ways. And I find working out, meditation, going on a run, journaling, there's many ways I've learned throughout my life to bring myself to the center, to center myself, to decompress if I'm feeling stressed, boxed breathing, breath work. The fucking breath, the key, the key, people, to bringing you back to the center. People are like, as wasn't there a story? Didn't Jordan say she was going to tell us a story? Where's the story? It's been four four minutes. Where's this? Okay, so the other night I went on a date night, and I will preface this by saying the week leading up to the date night was rough. I wasn't feeling very good. I was feeling not. Super optimistic. I was feeling blue, a little heavy, a little griefy. It was like not my best week, not my best moment, but I was like, date night is going to bring it back because we were doing something. We were going to an arcade and we were going to go have drinks and play games. And that's so a. Derek and Jordan like to do together. We like to play. We like to do activities on our dates. I think that's fun. So we had a grand old time. We were giggling. We were laughing. We were connecting. We were chatting it up. And then we go home. There's the slight break of realizing life is there and that I've got to say goodnight to my child and I'm going to change my clothes. And then anyways, we're on the couch. Fast forward. Movie's on. And he offers me a massage. And I remember him rubbing my shoulders. And I know some women go, my husband doesn't offer me a massage with pure intention. It's always to get in my pants. I will say my husband purely intends like it. I don't have to feel obligated for it to go anywhere. But in my head in that moment, I was like, gosh, the date night went so well. It'd be so lovely to end it in some really great sex. And then I just got all up in my head of how I didn't feel cute anymore. I had ate food and I felt bloated. I was kind of tired. I probably could have just closed my eyes and dozed off if I really wanted to. I could just totally, you know, receive this massage, lay my head down on this pillow and just lay there and he'd get the message and we'd go to bed and you know, there's always tomorrow. Mind you, we hadn't had sex the day before or the day before yesterday. I'd felt pretty disconnected and blue and for external reasons going on, I was kind of in a funk, to be honest. And in that moment, it had been such a great date, and I felt like I was robbing myself from enjoying this end to the day at home with my husband. And as this was going on, I'm hit with the thought, whether it's my subconscious, my intuition, whatever, God, just be present. Just be in this present moment. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the three, three, three rule. Like when you have a panic attack, they say to think of like three things you feel, three things you're seeing right there in the moment, hearing something to bring you into that moment because our thoughts can bring about so much fucking suffering in our lives. And so in that moment, I'm like, be present. I go, like, how does this massage feel? My husband's literally rubbing me right now. And my brain's just racking and I'm kind of like holding myself tense. I released my jaw. I just fell into the microphone <laughs> trying to release my jaw. I released my jaw. I unclenched my butthole. I just did that right now. Everybody, unclench your butthole and unclench your jaw and sway and sit up real straight. Okay. And I felt the massage and how good it felt and what his hands felt like on me. And slowly I'm kind of like melting back and into him and all the sexual frustration and tension and desire that had built up over the last few days where we had not been intimate starts like coming into my body where I am feeling, oh, it feels good to be touched. And oh, I was longing for affection. And now I'm rubbing around myself and I'm guiding his hands and it evolves. And I'm staying in the moment of what I'm feeling. And maybe that means you close your eyes if this is you. And guys, if you see your wife or your husband close his eyes, unless he's doing it every single time, every time, like give people a chance to maybe tap out of their stress or reality to like get in the zone and everybody let's not keep our eyes closed the whole time it's kind of weird and makes us think you're like literally in a virtual reality world where you are fucking someone else so but if we need it to slip into our zone auto zone then that is okay but seeing like men are visual for me it was a what am I feeling and what am I looking at watching his dick going in me Watching him going down and eating me out. What a view. What a gorgeous, stunning view. What do you hear? Do you hear heavy breathing, moaning, licking, lapping, bodies like squishing, slapping together, macaroni in a pot? What do you hear? Are y'all all getting turned on now? Is everybody getting turned on? So this, what I did by getting present, totally gave me the ticket to pleasure. That wasn't me having to fake it until I make it, but it kind of was in a way. It was me being intentional when I didn't really feel like it. And so quickly it became my reality and felt beyond amazing. And I was rewarded for it essentially. Now, the story time doesn't mean that every time you have date night and... Someone's feeling down and out on that day. You're like, hey, Jordan said that you just need to like, you know, get your shit together and fake it till you make it and suck it up and put out for me. No, but in that moment for me, I knew that it was something I wanted and needed to experience in my relationship. And anxiety and worry and fear was blocking me from that moment. And I had a tool and I used it and it set me free. So there, next time you may feel this way, I urge you to tap into the moment, maybe mid-sex when worry gets in you and you think, What about this? What about my butthole? Does that smell? Does that look weird? Do I look funny in this position? Stop it. What is he doing to you and how does it feel? In the beginning of my fear, it wasn't just not in the mood. It was, I felt gross and like not cute in that moment as the makeout or the massage then to the makeout, then to the touching and the clothes coming off. As that progressed, I'm in my head, like being my goddamn cheerleader. Because once I realized how effective that was to get present, I was like, okay, I'm going all in. I'm going to like channel Rihanna right now. So it was a little fun And men, you are available to this secret as well. You can channel whoever is the bad motherfucker that you're visualizing going to pound town. This tip doesn't even have to be used during sex. It can be during a panic attack on a car ride. It can be used just about anywhere. Okay, what's popping today? What's popping? Today, Come fetish come fetish, come guzzling sluts, boys and girls. That's what we're talking about in the topic of the hour. And up next, your favorite, my favorite, the favorite, the famous, la la la, listener questions. Okay, this one's brutal. Am I crazy? Two weeks ago was a rough week for me. First, I found out I'll be losing my job, and then my husband sat me down and had a hard conversation with me about us not being sexually compatible. We worked things out, and sex has been much better. Then... We went shopping and ran into a beautiful blonde lady. He stopped and talked to her for several minutes right in front of me without an introduction. (laughs) I asked him if they had any past past together and while blushing and smiling said, don't ask things you don't want to know. Since then she's been liking all of his Facebook pictures, only the ones I'm not in, and she sent him a message last night wanting to know if his job is hiring for her son. I don't want to be the insecure wife. Am I overthinking this? My husband makes sure I know how much he loves me, and I don't ever think he would cheat. Shut the fuck up. But I can't get this bitch out of my head. The shut the fuck up wasn't to you. It was to your brain telling you, like, you and you're and on me. I, um, mm, the fact that he didn't introduce you hurts me to my core. I would have done a roundup back handspring with both feet landing on his fucking head <laughs> if that was me. <laughs> and I... Like when I first met my husband, I did have that did happen to me one time. Not with a girl that he had been with, but he didn't introduce me. And it was, I just wanted to be introduced. It was like a whole fucking family, actually. And I'm like, hello, manners who raised you. And so I get how guys can just be like get flustered, maybe, but no. Mm, mm, mm. like now, eight years later, he would never make that mistake. Like it was something, you know, he'd been single for a long time. I was like, hey, when I'm here, make sure like, you know, introduce me. I want to feel like hello." And I think I just connected the dots. And I really never, I never had to complain about that ever again. So I do think that in her liking the pictures, I'm just going to tell you what this means. First, let's just... Digest this process it, accept it for what it is. And maybe some of you, maybe some of the men are like, Jordan, you don't know. Give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not really in the mood. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, don't plant seeds. I think it's called being realistic. And realistic is that even the nicest, sweetest, good hearted boys, a succubus slut could come around and do magic because pussy magic is real. And so I'm a big believer if you don't put yourself in the situation, if you don't want to get yourself in a situation that maybe is going to make you feel uncomfortable and have to make decisions. And you know, you got your penis brain, your brain in your head. Men have like two heads, literally a dickhead. And a head, head. I'm not gonna rant. I'm not gonna rant. I'm not gonna rant. No matter what happens, no matter what you do, I do think you should tell him. I'm sure you fucking already have that that didn't feel like the best moment of the world when he didn't introduce you. And you're gonna have to ask a couple of fucking questions that you don't want the answers to so that you can be in the know. Let him know, make sure he knows that you're a wife who's in the know, who your radar. Is on. And I get it. I see the other side of this. Like, okay, you know, if he wants to cheat, he's going to cheat, regardless of how crazy she's going to be. It's just going to push him away. He's going to be getting off to her. It's not even going to be thinking. You know, these are ugly truths that, again, you know, I think, I guess they are kind of truths because if he wants to be a dog, if his dick is headed in that direction, that head is going to live a life on its own. It's going to. And there's probably little you can do to stop it. But do you want to be with that? You know what I mean? If he's going to be a piece of shit, he's going to be a piece of shit. And that sucks ass. And hey, maybe he'll utilize self discipline. Maybe he'll turn inward. Maybe a conversation that isn't so fun that doesn't feel really wonderful for either of you leads to decision making where he goes, you know, now it's out in the open and I'm going to make a decision to not engage in that, block her from social fucking media. That's literally my opinion. I think that that she, he should have no, no reason why they need to interact on the internet and I guarantee you there are people disagreeing with me going that is so extreme how insecure they should just trust each other I, I, maybe I'm crazy call me crazy hashtag call me crazy crazy why does he need to give a fuck what she thinks about him like why why tell me why oh no Becky who I had a crush on way back when and used to fuck is gonna think my wife is insecure we don't care It doesn't matter. You don't have to live with her. You're not married to her. You're not trying to make sure it's happy wife, happy life with Becky. And I'm sure I'm just heightened because I'm ragey from reading this. And if I calmed down and slept on it, I would say, you know what? Whatever. Don't, Don't go out of your way to make a block. Move. I wouldn't care if she thought it was me. Quite frankly, I'd be like, yeah, it was me. I did it. I did it because you're being disrespectful because she is. She's. It's a nod. Her social media liking is a nod. She's not liking a family pic like, oh, wow, so great to see Todd and his family. He's grown up, looks great. His family's beautiful, doing well. It's, oh, Todd's hot. He didn't even introduce me to his wife. I could get back with that in a second. I could do that one more time. She sounds like a fucking slut. Anyways, I'm fully aware that none of this probably made you feel better. But it was to inform you that these are my thoughts and a real a real one, your sister, your best friend, your BFF forever, forever and ever would shoot you straight and say, you know what? If Todd wants to fuck other people, Todd might go fuck other people or maybe he'll be a stand up dude and turn Edward and work on his sex life with you because it's going to be about his POV. And if he believes that y'all can have a hotter, sexier marriage and date one another and different feelings come up again and evolve and you acknowledge them for what they are and you have fun together, getting present and intimate together, then you can have that. But maybe check and see where his belief system lies at. Does, does he believe y'all are doomed? Does he think that you and him equals boring routine, mundane forever. And he's in fantasy land thinking beautiful blonde at the shopping mall is his only way to hot passionate sex. Really horrific what I just said. But also I think A great fucking question. I don't think there's anything wrong with you feeling icky about that and then wanting a boundary in place or some reassurance or some affirmation because if it was vice fucking versa and he saw you and with hunky-dory and you were like, hmm, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to and he's all macking on all your IG pics, none of which that you are in, he'd be like, he wants to fuck you upside down. So... (laughs) call it for what it is, and then put boundaries in place if you actually give a fuck about your marriage, okay? Moving on to question number two. This is an oh-so-common question. I've answered it before, or we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth mentioning. Okay, hello there. Question, how often should a happily healthy married couple in their mid-30s have sex slash make love, or how many times a week? And to this question, when I posted this on my stories and said, on Monday, like, you know, teasing the upcoming content, I got a influx of responses with people giving definite exact answers, like, boom, one to six times within two weeks, three to five, one to two, three, two to four. Five, like it would, there was answers all across the board. Some that made my eyes, basically anyone who gave a number, I kind of, I ruled a wee little bitty, bitty bit because what is normal? If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that heart is relative, right? So what if I was talking to a couple and her husband is a pilot, there's a woman and her husband's a pilot. And, or he's on call doctor, or they both just have jobs that make them ships in the night. She's a night nurse and he has a day job or he, he, I don't know. There's people that live that life, military, whatever. So maybe there, there is not that opportunity for them. Military made it like an extreme. Let's take that one out because that is, isn't that why all the military people cheat? Basically, that's what they say. That's what they say. That probably triggered some people, and I'm sure it's not your husband or wife. But I heard a lot of them. I heard a lot of them do. But yeah, anyways, if you Google this statistic, you will find it says the average married couple is having sex, I think it's 54, 52 times a year, which averages out to once a week. Now, I am like, how did they how was this survey taken? Like age range, just as many couples as they could get. And the factors matter. Small kids, jobs, like I just said, age, because sometimes men's testosterone levels drop off or menopause changes things or postpartum, whatever it is. So what's normal? What's fucking normal? My answer is as long as two people are feeling like their needs are being met and you're compromising or you're communicating about it or working towards a compromise if maybe you're feeling a little mismatched or on the short stick or it's out in the open that, hey, so-and-so is the higher drive and I have a lower drive at this time. I don't think anyone's hopeless. I say we dream big and believe that it evolves and sometimes you can feel lower drive than other times and vice versa. Feeling like you don't have the same drive as your spouse is probably the number one thing I get written in about and that I've heard many, many other podcast hosts, authors, doctors on fucking Google just say it's a big issue clearly because everybody's bitching about it. And obviously the longer you're together, the more likely you're going to run into an instance or circumstance or a time where y'all aren't jiving and on the same wavelength. So normal is whatever's fucking normal for y'all and do you like it or do you not like it? Is it good? Are you worried because Todd and Jill next door said they're banging it out every day? Or because so-and-so, they do it like three times. You, you just want to know, is it a happy medium? It's like, are y'all good? Do you feel connected? Are you getting the physical affection that you're looking for, needing, longing, desiring, et cetera? Are you watering your marriage in the intimacy, physical affection, fucking slash making love department? Don't play the comparison game. Don't bring it up. Lots of people are fucking lying too. They're lying. They're lying. Women are... Women lie, men lie, women lie, men lie. They do. I don't know if it's overcompensating or feeling insecure or a mixture of the both. Maybe those mean the same exact thing. I don't know. But I know people fucking lie about this topic. And I guarantee you guys, if y'all talked about the real things, like the things that made you feel uncomfortable, vulnerable, insecure, you would find out that many others feel just like you. Next question. Okay. Okay. Hello. Good afternoon. Nice to meet you. Curious and have a question. My fiance and I have been together for four years now. And about a year ago, she wanted to try female, female, male threesome. And we found two wonderful women. And now she doesn't want to have any more female, female, male, but I kind of still do. But I told her that's okay if we stop, but I want to bring it up again, but I don't know how. Hmm. So how come female, female, male, wouldn't that be you, her, and one other? Why are there two others? You want to do it two different times? Or are we just not counting her as one of the females? A, that was just a side question, As you know, as far as details goes. Number two, how was this brought up? Was this brought up post pillow talk? Is this something she said during sex, like being a dirty little slut talker and maybe meant absolutely nothing. And she did not mean a damn word she said. And she thought that you knew better. <laughs> and they don't, silly girls. They don't. Clair- <laughs> clarify that it didn't mean anything. In your dreams, daddy, in your dreams. But maybe she did mean it. Did she had a different kind of conversation with you and really shared that this is something she's into? And if that was the case, you know, you could go, why the sudden change of heart? Maybe it was your enthusiasm, just kidding. (laughs) And maybe it's too close to home or maybe she realized, you know what? This in fantasy land is so much fun and naughty and I love it and I get off so hard, but it happening and being a real thing, I know there's no going back and I just don't want to take the risk. Maybe that's how she feels. And your job maybe unfortunately for you, but mm, it's not going to make her change her mind, is to be supportive. And yeah, you could share with her, you know what, gosh, like I haven't stopped thinking about it ever since you you said you wanted to do that and it just sounds so hot. And maybe you'll just have to keep it right there. This is not the answer you want to hear. I know you want to take it out of FAP land and into reality, but it could go very, very, very badly. She's your fiance. That means you want to marry this woman. It's not worth it, dude. You're going to throw the whole thing away for some instant gratification. The fact of the matter is if she really doesn't want to do something, it doesn't, it's not cool to push, 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 because maybe she's a people pleaser like me. And I know that I would feel so... Not protected, safe with you, or cared about. If you could clearly see that something made me feel uncomfortable, or I really didn't want to do it, and you pushed for that for you, I don't, I can never look at them the same, I don't think. So, how bad do you really want it? And if you really want to bring it up, that's the way you should bring it up, is saying, gosh, I can't get that in my head. And if she like snaps at you and is like, just fucking drop it, then I would just fucking drop it. I would just drop it. But if you play it in a way of like you're curious as to what, like is this something that you want to keep in dirty talk land? So just find out what she wants. Make it about her. Quit making it about you. That's how I would start it off with. Really butter her up. That can't hurt. But don't be like reeking of, desperation, like where she's going to go. What do you want? Don't do that. that's not cute. Like a quick, sweet, buttery entrance. Feel the vibe and find out where she stands on the matter and accept that answer as the final answer until further notice. And she will let you know. She She knows you want it. She knows. She is not confused that you would love that. Next and last question and quite the thought provoker ladies, quite the thought provoking one that maybe we should actually own our shit. And this is going to be controversial and I'm like scared. I'm actually scared because I posted this on my stories like the other one, you know, previewing the week to come and a lot of the ladies were like, you know, I don't feel sorry for him. And here's what I I thought, you know, he needs to be careful what he wishes for, for sure. But I didn't, I don't think his desire for, hey, what about, like, what we might want and need to, or maybe the expectation that's placed upon men that we forget about. So you're like, what are you talking about, bitch? Just read the question. Why? Is it that only men have to focus on foreplay? We men have a lot of pressure to perform, especially as we get older, over 40s. We have to make sure our penis can still function, erect, stay hard, etc. We have to set the mood, foreplay, etc. Sometimes men want to be chased as well. I wish things could be flipped sometimes where women were horny all the time and men didn't care about sex as much. Then I think women would understand more. I love the show, by the way. So... Ladies, before you fucking ate my guts and boo me off the stage, off the microphone, off of your device, I just want to save space for both perspectives. So we can, we can play devil's advocate here, but think about rejection, regardless of who you are. Doesn't feel really good, right? It doesn't feel good. I know for me, when I I get rejected sexually and and he would rather go to bed or decompress and like pass out because he's been working since 6 a.m. and I have zero sympathy and grace for him and he needs to like get it going and fuck me like that guy on Sex Life did her. You know, I wanna, you know that little TikTok sound that's like, I need to buy a gun. That's how I feel. I feel really upset and really raging. I'm going to make that TikTok now. I feel devastado. It hurts my ego. It does. And I'm like, he must be gay. He must love men because I don't understand. (laughs) I know other people do this. I know it's not just me. Or I think he has seven other girlfriends. I'm like, okay, who are you saving it for? You're going to fuck another girl in the morning. He's like, I just, we had sex last night. Like, what, call him, what's going on? Like, you know exactly what's going on. I'm fun to be married to. I'm fun to be married to. The point is, rejection doesn't feel good for anybody. And I, I know that when the men feel like they're the constant pursuers. And this guy, clearly, that's how he feels. That's his reality. That's his truth. Or it has been for some at some point in his life because here he is expressing this feeling. This isn't everybody's reality. But he's obviously felt like he is the constant, one initiating, pursuing, wanting to get physical, and she's just apathetic about it. And that doesn't feel good. You don't feel loved, desired, like you're hot, like you're sexy, like you're wanted. And what's the best kind of sex? Those are the people that are like, man, in the beginning, it was so hot and heavy and we couldn't keep our hands off each other. And then someone got, I guess, a little too comfortable, maybe one, maybe both. And it's just not as fun anymore. Some people might go, Jordan, Jordan. That sounds like an inevitable reality that must happen in marriage. I would bet you anything. The people that believe that are the ones that will be in those marriages. So, are you picking up what I'm putting down? People are like, no, yes, yes, I have faith in you. There is some truth to the manner men can be expected to perform. Like, we have a hole, ladies. We have a hole, a hole, and they have a thing that has to, like, Become alive, like get in the game, performance ready. Okay. Luckily, there's shit like blue chew. Thank God. We love the blue chew. Code housewife all day long, baby. All day long. Okay. As men age, lower testosterone, the decisions that they have made throughout their life, their younger years, the toll they've taken on their liver, their body, starting to catch up with them. They're starting to have to deal with the consequences if, you know, this isn't for everybody. And life may look a little different than it did, and they don't have the stamina and the, the dick energy that they once did, and maybe it breaks their fucking hearts, and they want to feel like, you know what? Does she still find me fucking sexy? Does she still think about this dick? I don't think that's so bad. Now, before I get booed, before I get booed, I want to say men, the men that have the wives... That are completely disinterested. Are you doing any fucking thing to show up for her? You know, I am not trying to not validate and say, look at these women, just not taking care of their husbands, just completely neglecting them and laying there like a starfish. Are there some women who are just like, totally let the front be just take over their fucking life and they are not participating and I'm calling them out. Yes. But there are also, there's a large, large group of women who are not being heard, seen validated, given a fuck about prioritized. Her needs are not in quite like, are are your needs being met? How do you feel? How do you, how was your fucking day? So yeah, she doesn't want to fuck you. She doesn't want to fuck you. And I don't blame her. So there's. I just wanted to make sure that the men knew that that existed as well and that I wasn't just blindly defending and saying, yeah, ladies, foreplay, get on your knees and make it a show. You know what? I think if you are watering your marriage, I I want that. I want the sexy in my marriage. I don't want to sit and feel like a mommy or a teacher and go, well, how many gold stars does he have this week? Does he earn a sex token? Like, no, fuck that. That, that sounds boring. That sounds awful. That sounds counterproductive and like bad karma-wise. That's called weaponizing sex. That's, that's what that is. So no bueno, she's not a fan. And when I said in the very beginning to some men, I say, including this one, be careful what you wish for is that there is the total opposite side of this where there are women who want it, want it, want it, and their husband can't keep up, and they feel like, man, boy, does it not feel delightful to have a wife who seems to never be satisfied, quenched, insatiable little bitch, got a lover, and you know, there's the other spectrum. And I bet you those guys are like, what's it like to like have to work for it and chase it again? And so, you know, I don't think you're doomed in your situation. I think that you could get your wife to participate in a little more foreplay, I think there's some uncovering to do in your own relationship. Those are my thoughts. And with that question though, I was able to touch on like, hey, maybe there's some ladies out there that... Could maybe go, you know what? I do need to show my husband a little more appreciation and be like, hey, you're fucking hot. Guys like compliments. And like guys, compliments last so long. Like you tell, like we need compliments way more often. Like I need like a little, like a a constant feed, like refeed me, feed me, feed me, like a Tamagotchi and like he will be good for a second if you give them some. So praise them if they're worthy. If they're worthy, them and if you find them really unworthy of zero, absolutely zero compliments at any point of the day, you know, continuously, then there could be, <laughs> there could be something there, and maybe you don't want to live with this dude. Okay, I think that brought a lot of perspectives. I think we we went on for that one, and there was a lot of opinions and feelings all brought up by me. Solo podcasting, what an art. If you listening have a question you want to ask me, you can anonymously submit a question on my website, www.thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, or you can go to my social media, Instagram at underscore thehornyhousewifepodcast and DM me. I will always protect your anonymity, and you can tell me all the goods. I answer listener questions every single Monday, and... It's my absolute favorite part of the show and the show wouldn't be the show without your fucking questions. So thank you, thank you so much. Keep them coming. We'll never run out of problems. That's marriage. I can't believe 134 episodes in and I have never talked about a cum fetish. We've talked about so many things. So many things, things where we need to talk about them again because there's something else that I've discovered that I must tell you about. Come fetish, come gosh. So, the why first, like what or what and why. I think there's, you know, variations like there is with everything. You could be like lightly identify as someone like really into come, or it could be like full on come fetish. Some people view semen as like the manifestation of the act, like of all the pleasure. Some people look at it as like it's a part of that other person, like a piece of them. For some people, it's a texture, a smell, a physical thing that arouses them or a mixture, a combination of all of these things. A cum fetish could also be called a semen fetish. And just like there are people that like butt, like asses, they're an ass guy, tits guy, she's into abs, whatever. It's like an affinity towards semen. I mean, I think I literally have a little bit of this in me. Like I think I'm really into semen. I think that's probably why I wanted to talk about it because once I had to do research on it, I was like, oh, I've had this and I didn't even know it was called something. (laughs) Can it just be something that's hot? Okay. It's true. A lot of women like the way it looks when it's coming out of the penis. Like girls that would identify with a cum fetish will say, hey, I am enticed by the way it looks when it ejects. People enjoy being covered in cum, swallowing cum, having cum inside of them, and even eating their own cum or their partner's. AKA Snowballing, if you know, you know, we just talked about this, I don't know which episode, but recently, Snowballing was mentioned and we're back, baby. Now let's crank it up a notch. Let's do your loop and I have a new one for you. It's called Felching, Felching. You think that would be like in the farting, but it's Felching. It's an ugly word for what's really an extremely intimate come play practice, so a man ejaculates in his partner's pussy or asshole and then performs oral sex and consumes his own cum. You could just like screen record that part, write it down, clip it, note it, <laughs> add to your to-do list, add to your Alexa. On Monday at 9 p.m., add felching to my schedule. Or I've got one for you, bukaki. And when I read this, I was like, Why did I think this was a a food dish? Why did I think Bukkake was like a casserole that, a Greek casserole? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But how did this ever pop up in porn? There's like Bukkake scenes are obviously very common and I am so confused. Okay. Group sex. Maybe that's because I'm not a big group sex porn watcher. Okay. Basically, it's a circle jerk with a receptive target. Japanese word that means to get what or to splash and it's actually a noodle dish I knew it I fucking knew in real time I discovered I guess I was slightly wrong it is not a Greek casserole but I was searching up the origin and boom Japanese noodle dish but it is also a porn genre now Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of food, we have another one called the Mushy Biscuit, which is a lesser version (laughs) bukkake. The target of the cum shower is a cookie, and the last man to squirt has to eat the cookie. It's a variant on the circle jerk with the aim of playfully humiliating the last man standing. I don't know how this applies to my listeners or my demographic, as I don't think I need to explain. But the more we know, now my beautiful audience knows the term mushy biscuit. We can have this as like a little inside joke, a little love note. If there's any male listeners going, I don't know what you're talking about, bitch. I'm going to do a mushy biscuit. I don't want to yuck your yum, okay? So I'm going to leave that one there. We're going to move onward. Maybe we move onward, but we dial it back. Spit or swallow. Some people adore eating... The come up after a BJ, maybe discreetly spit. Maybe you like to be sloppy with it and let it like drizzle out of your mouth, down the side of your lips and just be like enthusiastic sloppy. But you could like take it up a notch by sharing a kiss, a deep, deep kiss. Men, go kiss her deeply after you've emptied your load into her mouth. That's a real man. That's a real man. Homework idea. I mean, okay, if you are not intrigued by any of the, you know, list, mushy biscuits really standing out, and I just want to put it away on a shelf. I love Chips Ahoy. I'm just thinking of the cookie. I do what's going on. And maybe some of the men listening are like, wait, what about us? I love... My wife squirt, or I love my cum in her pussy. I love the cream pie view. I love the cum. If you wanted to practice this with your partner, like partnered, you're like not with seven men circle jerking onto a cookie, you could cover your partner in as many loads as you possibly could. That could be the goal for the exploration. You could try coming on different places of their body. You could play with power and create a scenario where they must... Beg for it, kind of like a power dynamics. If you're into the dominant sub thing, you could play with edging dudes and come control. So that when it finally does happen, it's just a giant load. Now I know there are some women out there listening that go, you know what? I actually can't stand this stuff. And maybe her husband is like, you know what? I... I think I might be kind of like into that whole look and vibe. cream pie right up my alley. I fantasize about it going down her throat and you fucking hate it. Well, now you know a few other ways where you could compromise as far as you want to play into his fantasy so he gets... Pleasure pl- 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 pleasure and fulfillment, but you swallowing it sounds like an absolute nightmare to you. There are other ways you could go about it. You could he could ejaculate onto your pussy and you rub it all around for a fantastic show. He could come on your tits and and you could sensually slowly rub the cum all down your body and finger yourself. You don't have to digest it, ingest it. There are other hot ways, and I believe in you, girlfriend. So making sure you communicate with your partner what sounds cool, like, hey, are you up for drinking this out of a sippy cup, or would you prefer me just to facial you? And I'll say, hey, close your eyes, here she comes, here she blows, not she, right? You would say he, because that's kind of emasculating. (laughs) What if... What if someone did that? There she blows, and he's like, it just goes limp. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. If anyone listening is like Jordan, uh, come fetish. I have a bachelor's degree, and so let me tell you how this goes and how we participate. I would love to hear it. Email the host, baby. Email the host. To anyone listening that enjoys audio erotica, I urge you to join the Patreon. That link will be in the episode notes. I upload new stories every single week, and it's a great foreplay or a great for solo pleasure. Great if you're bored, great if you want like a nighttime, bedtime, slutty story to send you to wet dreamland. So that's there. Next week, we're going to have the host from the Multi Amory podcast. I'm so excited. These three are were formerly in a throuple and now two of them are in a polyamorous relationship while one of them is in a monogamous relationship with another person. And it's so interesting. You got to admit, polyamory must require a high level of emotional intelligence to be handling all these feelings. And we talk conflict and jealousy and me from My POV, the questions that you probably have that pop into my head, they popped out of my mouth, and we got the tea and a lot of good practical information that's good for any couple, any person to apply at home. So I'm looking forward to y'all hearing that. It's gonna be so good. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Just go take a little looksy looksy. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast, I would love it if you could leave a review a rating. If you listen on Spotify, it helps my show so much. I love you. I love you. Until next time, I will see y'all on Monday.